All right, y'all, welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, as always, Sanders here, and I got my boy Dupree with me as always. Who? Yo, what's, what's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing? Man, man, bro, living, bro, can't complain. Uh, shoot, just going through another week. Crazy, crazy week for sure, yeah. especially with the NBA, bro. You know, we saw we just had a trade deadline happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, man, and in the NFL, obviously it's getting closer and closer to the Super Bowl. We just found out all the all the uh, regular season awards just got finished up. The Hall of Fame class got announced. Uh, man, just really just crazy, man. Once again, happy Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Got to throw that out there as always, man. But yeah, bro, it's uh, it's 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 been a little crazy, bro. How how you feeling though? Uh, I'm alright, man. Um, like I said, a little sore, a little sore, and everything, um, and then uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I guess I can kind of expound upon it. Uh, so, um, last April, a football program up here took took uh, took part of took part in the beating man in the game foundation of the stem cell bone marrow. Uh, registry that links up potential matches with patients who have certain um, illnesses, uh, lymphoma, leukemia, certain blood cancers, uh, sickle cell, things like that. They say they need a stem cell transplant to help them get a second chance at life. And um, ended up finding out I was a match last July. And uh, so I just donated on Wednesday. So I had to go in uh, and donate some bone marrow on Wednesday morning. So I'm feeling a little bit, you know, feeling a little bit in my low back and all that stuff. Uh, telling some of my, uh, my boys, I felt like I was I deadlifted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just constant. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, man, I'm all, I'm all good. I'm all good. Can't complain. Can't complain. So ready to get this thing going. Another episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, man, we we gonna get right into it. Uh, we gonna go over there in the in the league, man. In association, as we see, we just got done with the trade deadline, and um, as always, you're in and you're out, but It seems like the NBA trade deadline just gets crazy, bro. Like every everybody losing their mind, even them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's 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 um, it, it, it was wild though, bro. I mean. Some of the trades, just to name a few. Obviously, we know a couple of days before the trade deadline, we had the big Kyrie Irving trade that sent him from Brooklyn to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and then I think, you know, the, the next day prior, the next day after that or uh, some hours after that, so whatever, we know Russell Westbrook and that three-team trade going from the Lakers to, to the Utah Jazz. Um Bringing in D'Angelo Russell to come back to the Lakers from the from the Minnesota Timberwolves, that whole three team eight player trade there, um, but obviously <laughs> the biggest <laughs> the biggest blast that happened while people was pretty much asleep, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant getting traded from Brooklyn as well, going to the Phoenix Suns. Um, I mean, it, it was a whole bunch of other trades too, man. I mean, Mo Bamba ended up coming to the Lakers and. Uh, Gary Payton Jr., Gary Payton II, I'm sorry, going back to the Warriors. Uh, I mean, it, it was a whole bunch of trades that went down, man. But 
obviously the biggest one is KD going to the Suns because that pretty much now is the end of an uh, era, uh, E-R-R-O-R, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Brooklyn, <laughs> in Brooklyn with their – with their with their big three man, who only I think only played like seventeen games together, um, only one playoff series win. Uh, just crazy how in the span of like four or five years how they just how that went down, and it, it looked like for for Nets fans they looked like it was twenty thirteen all over again with you know with KG and Paul Pearson those guys. So um, obviously I I think we know like I said the biggest trade is what happened with, with KD and the Sun. So just that whole spectrum of everything on both sides, like initial reaction and then just what what it means for, you know, each team. Well, it took me out. Uh, the Nets came out and said they weren't going to trade Kevin Durant. And so I woke up th- Thursday morning and my dad is, hey, you see what happened with Kevin Durant? Oh, what happened? Well, they traded him to Phoenix. Well, supposedly <laughs> traded him to Phoenix. Uh, they said they weren't going to move him. Like, what's the deal? And it comes out that uh, they moved him. Uh, shocked. Shocked. Initial reaction was outside of shock was the West is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I don't like. What what are you what are you supposed to do? I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what you're supposed like. If I was a if I was a fan for a team in the West, like same as you know, I mean, obviously I'm resident. I'm from Atlanta. I'm a Hawks guy. And I also root for OKC as well. If I'm a fan of a team in the West, I don't know what to. I don't. What do you do at this? What do you what what's, what do you do? What do you I don't do? Know to do? How to feel. If I'm a Nuggets fan, I still feel okay, but you just never know. I mean, Memphis—they've been up and down. Uh, Sacramento, the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Suns, Mavs—like, what do you? How do you feel, Clippers? What are you supposed to? What are you supposed to do? There's a legit. It's probably there might be an all star just on about every team in the West. <laughs> like it's wild. It is. Like, for sure, at least it's one. At least one. It's at least one all star on every team that I'm thinking about. That might be at least one all star on every team in the West. Like legit, like legit. Um. So for the for I'll start with you know, the Suns. For the Suns, obviously, it's a great pickup. Somebody that. Can change the franchise, or will he will change the franchise immediately? And he'll come in and have immediate impact. I didn't didn't like the fact of giving up Mattel Bridges and Cam Johnson. I didn't like the moves of both of those guys. I, I, if they could have held on to at least one, I would feel a little bit better. Maybe if they could held on the Bridges. If they could have held on the Bridges, I would feel as a Suns fan, I would feel a whole hell of a lot better. But letting go of both of those guys is a little touch and go for me, but you give up what you give up to get Kevin Durant, who was a two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, uh, MVP of the league. So to get him paired up with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and then, you know, Aiden as well, 
they'll be formidable. Uh, they're definitely going to have something to say when it comes to teams coming out of the West. And then for the net, the process is just a bust. Just bottom line. It was a bust. They were able to get Kevin Durant. And because they were able to get Kevin Durant, they were able to get Kyrie Irving. And then you were able to get James Harden. And James Harden wanted out. And Kyrie was going through all of his stuff, dealing with everything he was dealing with, with the COVID and uh, some of you know, his, uh, the things that he said earlier this year, some of his religious beliefs and everything. They've dealt with a lot. KD has dealt with a lot with him being there. And obviously when Kyrie got traded, he talked about how he felt disrespected by the Nets. I, don't, I didn't really see if he went into detail as to what made him feel disrespected. Um, but when he found that Durant got traded, um, he, that he was happy that he got out of there. So maybe there was something internally going on. I'm not for sure. But for the Nets, it was a plus. When they put that team, when, it was, when they put the team together, especially when it was Kyrie and KD, you thought this team could compete and win a championship. Then you added, Kevin, uh, you added James Harden, and you definitely thought that they could compete and win the championship. James Harden leaves, you get Ben Simmons, and you still feel good about this roster and about this team. And like you said, that between Harden, Irving, and Durant, they probably played 70 games together. I believe Kyrie Irving hadn't even played 82 games as a Brooklyn Net. Like in his tenure, he had played 82 One playoff series. And uh, you're left with left with nothing now if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Now, they do have some good people. I was in McKell versus Cam Johnson. Those some good people that they have picked up from Phoenix along with all of those first-round picks. So they have a lot of a lot of draft capital that they can move to maneuver to get some other pieces in. Um, so their team didn't go from – just a juggernaut to the bottom of the barrel. They definitely have some uh, some people to work with, some young talent to to build around. But Phoenix definitely won the trade, and uh, at least for the short term, they won the trade. And the West should be a lot of fun coming down after uh, All Star Weekend. It should be a lot of fun. Nah, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> man, when all that went down, bro, and everything, the first thing I could think about, you know, as far as with the Suns, respectfully, I'm like, dog, they, it, at worst case scenario, they, that, that's a Western Conference final team. Like, it should that's be. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I do, I did, I didn't like the fact that they had to give up, uh, or at least included Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. If, for sure, definitely would have been nice if they could have kept one of them. But, um, I mean, obviously, that, that's probably who Brooklyn wanted. Um, that's what they needed to get as far as to work everything out to get Kevin Durant to come to Phoenix. Um, so now, you know, that team that team looks pretty nice in which they, you know, they made even a couple more moves um, on that roster as well, too, to where it's a, it's a different looking roster, but it does still look pretty good. Uh, for Brooklyn, I just hated that. Uh, 
we never saw this work out fully to its full potential. Um, I know injuries kind of pretty much had a, a good portion of it to do with it. Um, but I, I do think the whole um, vaccine situation is kind of what shifted everything. The climax of it just kind of just turned and it went downhill. And, and rightfully so, because you can understand where... Um, you know, especially where James Harden was feeling on that, where it's like, man, I, I tried to make my way to come here. We trying to, we trying to play ball, and you, you as being Kyrie Irving not being there and everything like that, and you know, Harden gets his way out of Brooklyn, and now he's he's in Philly, and then Ben Simmons just can't really get back to at least being half of himself um, right now. So I can see that that's very frustrating. And you can just see like that the writing was going to be on the wall here eventually because we know earlier in the summer, KD asked for a trade anyway. So that was that. But obviously it was just the fact that he was under that contract. He just signed that contract. Uh, you would have thought that they would have just played their hand and, and dealt with it. Um, I know Kyrie's situation was a little different. Uh, with him being basically was going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And at this point, can you trust him long-term to give him a long-term deal just because of the fact that, you know, one week he may be feeling all right to where he's good, he's going to hoop, he's going to play ball. And then the next week he might just say, I'm good. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do anything or whatever. Um, but also just the fact that they really – and it's no disrespect to the players that Brooklyn got, but the fact that they couldn't even get, like, an all-star caliber player back for either one of those guys, for for, for Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant, that's, that's tough because, you know, the players they got there is nice, the pieces is there is nice, the draft capital is nice, but it's like, to me, in the NBA, it's either you are – um, you're championship contending and you're like on the cusp or you're, you know, got something building up or you rebuilding. And it's not really it's not really good to be in the middle. And that's kind of where Brooklyn is right now. It's like, yeah, they got guys there, but, you know, obviously now at this point you're not seeing Brooklyn is one of those teams or one of those teams that can come out of the East. Yeah. Like, And that's another thing you talk about. The West being stacked now, where the folks in the Eastern Conference is like, bruh, thank God. Like, I really ain't got to really – I know that's one less team I got to worry about. So now it's kind of almost – it seems like it could be collision course for, you know, Boston and, and Milwaukee. I mean, Philly might have something to say about it too. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely tell that now it's, it's those, three those three teams and everybody else. I mean, you know – I don't, you know, Cleveland is still young, so they're still trying to, you know, push his way through. Miami is up and down. Uh, I mean, everybody else is pretty much up and down as yeah. well. So uh, it, it seems like it's going to be those three teams just kind of making a collision course to where they, you know, are trying to get to the finals where it's going to be Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. So obviously everybody out east is definitely breathing a sigh of relief. And um, but back in the West though, when I saw the news broke out, you know, the first thing I posted was like on, on my social media, man. I was like, man, I don't know, John. You, you might not be good in the West now, bro. Well, well, he, he since he said the Grizzlies had been good in the West, that's the first thing I saw. Um, man, Shane Sharp asked on undisputed. 
I'm Dylan Brooks, are, are you still good in the West? <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, cause it, bro, it seemed it real talk. It seemed like, I, I, like obviously we just joking around and being funny, but it's also just it's a coincidence, bro. It's like after he said this, and it's like they've been struggling, and then all of a sudden. The Lakers go make a yeah. move. Dallas makes a move. Phoenix gets KD. It's just like, bro, like now we – and, you know, and Denver is Denver. Like they – I mean, you know, so it's just kind of like – Like you said, the the, the West is going to be – the West is going to be fun to, to see here, bro. Like it was kind of – it was already loaded enough. Now we – and we hadn't even mentioned the champs. We ain't said nothing about the champs. <laughs> You know, when think about it when Steph get back. We ain't said nothing about the Warriors, bro. Like so yeah, for sure the the West the West is gonna be loaded and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because when you think about maybe even some of those teams that's like in that to six to the ten, ten range now, like in the playoffs, you know, getting ready to play off or like going to the play in even if you a team like Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, who's in that top three or four, you mess around and end up having to play the Clippers or the or the Lakers or you know, <laughs> you know, Dallas or something. You know, yeah, like bro, like this. That's that's not gonna be easy. That's not gonna be easy just because you a one seed or a two seed is not gonna guarantee that you making it to that next round out in the West, bro. It's gonna be. It's gonna be legit, wild, wild west. Like, <laughs> seriously. It's a dog fight every round out there. It's a dog fight. That's the thing. Like, it's now there. It was always so close where you had. I think it was like seeds four through thirteen or something like that was separated by like two or three games. And that's it was already like that. Ain't no telling what's gonna happen there. He said, "No steppers out. He'll be back." But once KD, he gets back healthy and he gets working with Phoenix. Uh, you see the Lakers. Like I said, they made a couple moves. Maybe they get it going. The Clippers. They had an Eric Gordon. So they get him in the groove and get him rolling. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. It ain't easy. The Pelicans are still. They're still in the mix. They're trying to figure stuff out out there. It's right now six through ten in the West. The Clippers, Pelicans, Golden State, uh, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz. So Clippers, Pelicans, Warriors, Timberwolves, Jazz, six through ten. That's a tough six through ten. That's a tough six through ten. Obviously, you want to be in that top six to avoid the play-in, but the play-in. New Orleans, Golden State, Minnesota, Utah. And you see how Portland is, Portland is 11. Oklahoma City is 12. The Lakers are 13. So you legit have That's a, yeah. eight teams right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, facts. If, if you, if you, and if you look at it all in total, if you even just go back up to pretty much like where Dallas is, like, from Dallas to the Lakers are only separated by five games. That's from four to thirteen. So it was five. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Just just five games. So literally, like you you piece together a a four or five game win streak, and then somebody goes on a four or five game losing streak. You jumping, you can easily maybe jump two spots. 
you know, each time it's it's, it's wild, bro. You know what I'm saying? And these teams are some of these teams probably still have to you know play each other a couple more times here in the in the um in the regular season because it's just it's it's getting crazy like that, bro. For sure, the West, the West is gonna be something serious for sure because um you know this is just. It's like everything, the balance kind of just pretty much just like shifted, at least, you know, saying once again with, you know, Kevin, Kevin Durant going over to to the Phoenix Suns. Um, and he like even more in depth, though, with, with that, I guess, you know, like I said, there's other, all the other trades been going on. But obviously the, the, the biggest one is just mm. is Kevin Durant again. So, you know, we'll kind of keep talking about it here for a few more minutes. But now you see that for for. Uh, for Phoenix with Kevin Durant there. Obviously there was an issue it seemed like maybe of you know maybe him having to be like that that franchise leader. Um and not saying that Kevin Durant isn't a leader, doesn't know how to be to be a leader, but in all reality like he he said it before, man, he's a hooper, you know what I'm saying? He just want to play ball. Yeah. Right, he don't want to have to keep answering all these questions and want to know where what's going, where where this person gonna be at, where this person gonna be at. And I think obviously with him being in Phoenix now, the fact that you know that let's and no disrespect to Russell Westbrook, this is probably the best point guard he's ever gonna play with uh, in Chris Paul. Um, he has another legit you know score with him who who can who can handle the rock and score on his own as well. Get him a bucket himself um, with Devin Booker. Um, a, a nice, decent big man in, in DeAndre Aiden, um, who also can, you know, space out the floor for him as well and not necessarily clog up the paint. But, you know, it's kind of almost like a not as not as easy as the Golden State situation that he had there. But you can tell this is like it's kind of set up for him to where he can just hoop, yeah. you know, and just play ball. Like, how, how do you feel about just that makeup of the team that they got now? I think it's good. I, I think there's a good solid foundation there. Um, they've already had success down there. They've been littered with injuries. They had got to the finals then got hit with the injury bug uh, the last couple of years. Uh, Devin Booker and then Chris with their injuries. Um, then you kind of went through the whole thing with DeAndre Ayton. Did you want to be in Phoenix? Did you not want to be in Phoenix? All that stuff. Um, but bringing somebody in like Kevin Durant to get them back where they need to be out with Devin Booker. Uh, dealt with some injuries this year and then Chris Paul as well um, a little bit too so um, and KD is going through his own stuff so like you said with having the floor general in Chris Paul with having Devin Booker having another guy who can play with the basketball create his own shots place the floor at under eight like you mentioned big man who can get it done in the team but also hit his, hit his jump his jumpers as well, there's a lot of space on the floor for Kevin Durant to go do what he wants to do. He's going to have a lot of opportunity to be able to go and, go and uh, attack and, and score the basketball, which is what he wants to do. Obviously, asking some length on their front line as well, adding him, having, having two seven footers uh, on their on their front line between him and Peyton. So they're going to be formidable. It's, it's Kevin Durant for. for for him, that's definitely a good spot to be in Phoenix. I wouldn't expect Phoenix, obviously, to, to be a landed destination. But, but right now, for what the way the West has looked and it's looking right now, they're in a prime spot. I 
three to the four seed. I'm not mistaken. No, they are. They're the five seed right now. So sitting right now at the five seed, they are. They're tied, or they're a game behind. They're a game behind Dallas. Is it Dallas? So yeah. they're a game behind Dallas. So right there, I think they're in a good spot to after All Star break make a push to make some more. Like you said, you going to four or five game win streak in the, in the Western Conference. For them, they might jump up the number of be a three seed. You never know. Depending on what's going on, so the makeup of the team is good. He's going into a real good situation, and obviously you have a coach Williams too, who is uh, that's not a bad coach to uh, go play for at all. Right. So, you got the coach. You got some pieces on the team as well. Some players, all star caliber players. I'm um, Hall of Fame caliber players. Obviously, we talking about Chris Paul on um, himself. So they should be able to make some noise. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, and, and then uh, I guess kind of the last little thing before before we move on uh, with the uh, obviously another team who made some moves during the trade deadline, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, like I said, sending out Russell Westbrook to um, the Utah Jazz, and then also even <laughs> even trading uh, Patrick Beverly uh, to Orlando for for Mo Bamba, and um, you know the Lakers getting. Uh, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, and I want to say uh, uh, Vanderbilt, um, all from from Jeremy Vanderbilt, all from Minnesota. So now, when you look at the makeup of that team, I think uh, I think now it's a they look like they're it's a better fit. You can kind of I think this will kind of mesh them well together. Um, talk about the moves that you that the that the Lakers make that you may think. Could you know help them turn around to obviously you know there's LeBron there and there's AD there and it's just the name of the Los Angeles Lakers. Anytime something happens, people want to jump to to I guess want to try to put them as a contender. I think obviously they're they're a ways away from that, but I think this does give them a, a more significant chance of being one of those play-in teams. Uh, how do you feel about all the moves that the Lakers made to pretty much I- improve their roster? It, it's better than what it looked beforehand because we always knew that just the fit with Russell Westbrook there just really was never working anyway. But yeah, I think obviously add, add in Denzel Russell, they improved that point guard position. They needed some more. I was just to Beverly. Not known for his scoring, he's known for more being a defender. They needed some more help at that point, especially in the starting lineup at the point guard position. So I think going to get D'Angelo Russell was a good hit. You know, guy that was a, a Laker before. With then Malik Beasley, Jeff Vanderbilt, I think those are two solid guys you can go get to. I think with. I was surprised they moved Russell Westbrook because of how well he was playing, especially from the fit. And you have, if you were to have him with D'Angelo Russell, I thought that would have been a good pairing, one-two punch as far as Russell from the bench. Uh, but going to Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, I think those guys can kind of maybe step into that role. I don't know if I see Russell Westbrook playing for Utah. I think it might be a buyout situation. You know, I end up behind him out and letting him go in. And sign wherever he wants to, but 
Uh, as far as the Lakers, they need to make some moves. They need to make some moves. They need to get some more depth. They need to get some depth. Especially coming off the pitch. I think adding Mo Bamba at least adds an, another big body. Another big body where the Lakers in that front line, you just never know. We talked about everything before. You just never know with him. You never know what he's, what's going to happen. He's healthy one time, one minute, and then they time to look up, he's coming down from contesting the shot in his ankle or his knee or his back or whatever it is. So you need somebody else to come in. Obama, a young guy, an athletic guy, to go and make some, uh, some plays defensively for the Lakers. So, like you said, I don't, I don't think this makes them a contender. I think that this puts them in position to make. I, I still don't think they make the second round of the playoffs. In my opinion, if they were to make the playoffs, I still don't make. I still don't think they get past the first round. But this definitely is an improvement for on their roster uh, for sure. Um, like I said, I just think I thought they would have tried to hold on to, to Russell Westbrook, but you never know. You never know. Like I said, the Jazz might buy him out and he could end up back in, well, if they buy him out, he might end up back in LA. Right. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, bro, Reggie Miller said the best last night as I'm watching the game. He said, bro, Anthony Davis, if he grimaces, he might be out three weeks. Bro. I Bro, I, I had to rewind it, bro. When he said it, I was like, nah, he ain't say that for real. <laughs> he did, bro. He did. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, but damn, is he lying? <laughs> a couple weeks ago, he shot a half court shot, came down, and rolled his ankle. How, bro? How? Like, that don't make no sense. What are you doing? Or what are you doing? Like, come on. Don't, nobody knows, bro. Nobody Lean knows. Lean to me, bro. You can't, there's no way. <laughs> they hurt like that all the time. Like, I'm not that tall and, you know, these long limbs and all that stuff, but I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I, I, I don't know, but, you know, that's the thing with that. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a definitely a very um, improved roster. And then I guess real quickly we could uh, talk about Russell Westbrook. What, what's next? For for the Brody because this is a um, this is like a, a very I guess sticky situation for him because um, it, it's tough because you know he he did accept the role to to you know to come off the bench to take a lesser role to come off the bench and man they still trade him so it's just kind of like I mean you know we know I mean the business of it it is what it is but. That's that's tough. That's tough to know that like you know he's he's uh you know that he took that 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 step back or you know a lesser role to come off a bench. But the word that's really coming out is that it was more so kind of a locker room issue that was going mm-hmm. on with Westbrook and the guys there in the locker room. So you know Russ is going to be Russ like I don't think he's you know he's not going to change for nobody um he never he never really cheats a play like you know, I don't never I've never seen him take a playoff uh you know what I'm saying like unless he physically can't go out there he's going to play 
give it his, you know what I'm saying, give it his all. I think that's one guy you can't never question like his effort for sure on the basketball court is is Russell Westbrook. But where where does he go from here and like how can he show that those whatever they was saying about him in the locker room that was an issue, where can he go to where he can prove that that's wrong and he can be I guess as they want to say for the team and not just him. And I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm guessing that's kind of like where they're going with the same with the whole locker room issue. Yeah, I don't a particular team. I don't know. I I hate this for Russell Westbrook, especially being being a fan of Oklahoma City back when the move first moved from Seattle and got there and it was him and KD and KP Nick Clifton James Harden. Tavosakalosha, like all those guys, man, like they had that good run. And I've always been wanting to stick up for Russell Westbrook. I know he can be a rag at some times. But like they he plays hard all the time, doesn't cheat the game. And these last these last five years, man, have been rough. These last few years have been tough for him. Um, and then like you said, to accept the role of coming off the bench, especially for a guy like Pat Bell. But to accept our role, be back in LA, UCLA. Seemed like he was enjoying it. I don't know. And this is this is my first time you uh hearing excuse me, this is my first time hearing about the whole locker room situation. So I didn't know that. Uh, that there was some concerns as far as him in the locker room. I don't know what team per se he should go to where he could show that that's not the case. Uh, like you said, Russell Westbrook is gonna be Russell Westbrook. He's not gonna Compromise himself. He's not going to shy away from that. He's going to say how he feels. And that's it. What you get with him is what you get. I just don't think Utah's going to work. I know he's had some problems in Utah as far as with uh, maybe not so much players, but just the fans. Maybe they, I think Utah yeah. is the for him. Right. So I think that's why I think he'll end up getting uh, bought out and then going in. And playing somewhere, I think he might go and try to sign with the Clippers. If that's the case, if the buyout is the case, I think the Clippers might be a, a possible destination. I think that could be a team where he could go in and show that he's about the team, that the team has its own superstars. You have Kawhi Leonard, so you have Paul George there, so you already have guys there that are established. He's played with Paul George before, so they have a relationship with one another so maybe that's the squad where he can go in and make an impact I don't know if that's a situation where he's coming off the bench or not I know they just traded Reggie Jackson so maybe he is maybe he doesn't I was just playing for a coach like Ty Lue that might help as well having a more veteran coach that can kind of help him guide him uh, and has dealt with those big personalities before I was coaching um, in Cleveland with LeBron and then Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and all those guys. So, I don't know, man. I, I hate I hate it. This wasn't the case. I wish that he hasn't had to deal with this and been bounced around so much. But, like you said, it's the nature of the business. You know, when you are a, a talent of Russell Westbrook, Caliburn, you haven't been performing the way we know him to perform. And 
difficult decisions have to be made. So I'm hoping soon. Yeah, I'm hoping wherever he that he can be there for for a uh, for a while and you know, shut some people up. That's pretty tough. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't, you know, I don't want it to where this becomes a, uh, <clears throat> this becomes a Camilla Anthony situation. Yeah. You know, definitely don't want it to where it gets to that point to where it's a year, two years, and you know, Russ is still saying, "I, well, I, I believe I can still play," but no one's giving him the shot because of, you know, them thinking, well, maybe he is, you know, still about him mm-hmm. and being selfish or whatever which I don't see and you know I don't I don't even 100% believe that there was really a locker room issue there I just you know I saw some stuff and some stuff was said on you know a couple of television shows and everything like that so um and and it was from some it was from some some very credible people I mean it was Legs it was Brian Windhorst so you know it, it was it was from from credible people, so you know maybe that that situation might have been really what was going on. But I just man, it's hard for, it's hard for me to really believe just because he had already went ahead and took that step back into coming off the bench mm-hmm. for them. So to me, I feel like you can't tell me that that's not being like a guy in a locker room, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, or you know blah blah blah. But hopefully. Um, it all works well for him. Um, I did see and heard that um, Paul George is definitely trying to get him down there to the Clippers mm-hmm. um, once he's being bought out. Because ain't no way in hell he playing in Utah, bro. I, I, it's just it happening. <laughs> I it's, it's it's not gonna happen. I, I don't I don't see it happening either. It's just ain't ain't no way in hell that's gonna happen. So um, I think once the buyout happens, obviously there's definitely gonna be a lot of teams gunning for him. Um, probably on on both conferences. Um, yeah. You know, Miami is always prone to wanting to get somebody off the buyout. Um, I mean, no telling who else may may want to get them, but um, I, I do see the Clippers too, just because I feel like I mean, they 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 could probably you know use his you know his his veteran presence, his you know the way that he can still at any given night. Sometimes he can still have a very efficient night. Like he's had a few times coming off the bench, so I think at this point he's probably gone ahead and you know accept that role um, to be a bench player. Or if they even tell him, "Hey, we want you, you come in and start." Obviously, he'll probably love that too. So um, I think either one, of, either one of that is fine as long as it's the right situation for him. Which I think the Clippers is the best situation out of all teams if they wanted to, you know, if he goes the buyout route with Utah. So. Um, man, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, couple of days here with the with the trade deadlines, trade deadline, and all the trades that went yeah. down. Um, for sure in the NBA, like I said, that's like oh, it seemed like that's year in and year out with them that you know it happens. But obviously, <laughs> a lot of big name stars got traded this yeah. time, um, uh, this go round this year. Um, and then man, one quick congratulations and shout out to obviously uh. LeBron James, who went on ahead and um, broke that uh, all-time scoring record this past Tuesday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, man, just I mean, what an accomplishment, bro! Like, I think we was all kind of sitting there talking, like in the in the in our in our couple of our little group chats, and was like, 
bro, like we really witnessing this. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, it's um, we've um, we've had a chance to see uh, a lot of uh, successful players, man. Obviously, LeBron James doing what he's doing, Tom Brady with his seven rings. Um, even though we was younger when this happened, but. Um, uh, Barry Bonds going with the home run record. Say what you want to say about him. Uh, you know, if you want to go go there with it or whatever. But I mean, we've seen man, we've just seen like a ton of just great greatness. Obviously, Kobe Bryant. Um, but man, just this just the latest here with LeBron James, bro. Like it, he didn't play. He didn't play this past Thursday, but just. Imagine just you know what, how far up this this that scoring mark could yeah. be. When, realistically, bro, who do you think has like even a legit shot at, at getting that scoring title, that scoring record, bro? All time, I. <sighs> only I can only think of maybe one. <laughs> yeah. One person, but it's early for him. Yeah. And only only person I can think of is Luca. But bro, you got to play for a long time like LeBron and not have any injuries. Yeah. And the first thing I'll say is shout out to Forrest Goonies. Uh, if any platform needs, needs uh, a group of guys to come in and do some uh, some reporting or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> For we were, sure, we were on it. We were on it uh, for the NBA trade deadline. So, man, yes, CBS, Fox, anybody, I need some. Come holler at us. Group yeah. of guys is ready to rock and roll. Uh, but going back to LeBron, I don't know. I can't give you a name, and the reason I can't give you a name is because it took thirty plus years for this one to be broke. Almost, almost forty. Was it thirty? It, it, honestly, it might have been right at forty. 39 or 40, so, yeah. This was a mark that nobody thought would ever be broken. And it took LeBron 20 years, probably, like you said, close to 40 years of this record being held before even being thought about being touched. And you have some great players that have come close, but the longevity to play to play and continuously score the basketball is what you have to account for. Luca have a shot because of how young he is, how he's able to score the basketball. In his style of play, he's not a high flyer. He's not a guy that is taking a lot of speeding, going to the rim, dunking and things like that. He's a more finesse skill. He does go to the rim, but it's more jump shots, mid-range, three-pointers, things like that, fade away. So, Luka is a guy that you might look to and say, yeah, he could possibly go and do it. But, the man is still playing. That's 38,000 points, and he's still playing. He could have, he'll have 39,000 points by the end of the season. He'll have 39,000 points by the end of the season. So, I I don't don't know, I'm not going to it might be another 30 years, man. <laughs> it might be another 30, Facts. 40 years. Uh, it's a great accomplishment for him. We talked about this on the last podcast. It's a great accomplishment. 
something that you really, I believe in when you say you didn't set out for this accomplishment, I don't think there's anything. Being an all-time scoring uh, leader is something that kids actively are going to, going to pursue and look for the championships, MVPs, things like that. This is something that just kind of happened. And you have to you have to get lucky in some instances because of the engine, the longevity, being on being on good teams that you're always able to play and, and beat the good playoffs and things like that. All that stuff has to work together to be able to, to achieve something like this. So luck plays a little factor in it, but he did it, man. He, he's that dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. He, he, like I'm not, I'm not a LeBron hater, and I'm not a, a pure LeBron fan either. But you definitely have to respect his games, have to respect what he's done for the game of basketball. And, uh, it's a great accomplishment, great accomplishment. For him. So I didn't like the fact that he didn't play Thursday. Just to put that out there, I didn't really, I didn't like the fact that he didn't play. Uh, but I think that's me just kind of nitpicking. You, you both the you all time leading scorer, and you're like, yeah. You had a good day. You had a good day anyway. You played Tuesday, you did play Wednesday. Nah, I'm gonna miss. Um, so like I said, I might just be nitpicking there, but it's great accomplishment. I thought school, congrats school. That's something that we might say again might never it might never be broke depending on what what he gets to. I mean if you guys follow uh Twitter, the Twitter page, uh, tweet it out. You know, congratulations to him, but the crazy thing is that he's still playing. Yep. Another two or three years where he's going out and still playing basketball. So there's no telling what he's going to set it at by the time he decides to retire. Nah, most definitely. It's done, but it's still a long ways to go at the same, in a sense, for sure. Um, but, of course, once again, congratulations to LeBron James. Now the um, all-time scoring leader in NBA history. Uh, moving on here to the NFL, man, it is Super Bowl week. We are just what is it? We what three days away now, right? No, two. two. That Sunday, two. Yeah. yeah, two days away um, from Super Bowl Fifty Seven, man. So um, obviously, the time the time is getting near. Uh, Thursday, obviously, they, you know, getting ready. Thursday, Friday night here, getting ready to install those last-minute uh, game plans and getting everything together, probably a couple walkthroughs and um, getting ready for, man, for a lot of these guys, the biggest game of their lives, bro. Yeah. Um, but before we um, before we get into that, obviously, we want to um, wrap up the NFL, NFL regular season with um, all the awards that was given out um, at the NFL Honors. Um Obviously, um, kind of, kind of surprised, but not surprised. Um, Patrick Mahomes get his second um, NFL MVP um, with Jalen Hurts being the runner-up. Uh, the Jets take both offensive and rick- and defensive rookie of the year with um, Garrett Wilson and uh, and Sauce Gardner. Um, Brian Dable for the New York Giants wins Coach of the Year. Um, Justin Jefferson wins Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year went to um, 
which Bosa is that? Is that Nick? Yeah, Nick Bosa. Um, Geno Smith wins Comeback Player of the Year. And um, Dak Prescott winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, man. Uh, so congratulations to all those guys. Um, obviously, of course, the biggest debate was, you know, who was going to win MVP. Um, you know, some people felt like maybe Jalen Hurts should have won it. Um, I think him missing a couple of games is what hurt him, no pun intended, uh, on why he didn't get the MVP. I feel like if he didn't miss those couple of games, he probably would have been the MVP instead of Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, Mahomes was one of the top passing leaders, top touchdown uh, passing leaders as well. Um, led his team to a number one seed too as well in the AFC. So, can't really be too upset about it, but... You know, uh, man, what, what was your thoughts on all the awards given out for the NFL honors? Uh, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised by any of them. Jalen Hurts should have won MVP for one of those. <laughs> I was not surprised that they gave it to Patrick Mahomes. I, I said before, and I was telling some of our some of our guys uh, last week that. Patrick Mahomes was going to win it, even though I felt like Jalen Hurts should have won it. And I think with him being hurt and missing those two games and, they, and them losing those two games, listen to the fact of how important he is for that football team. So I think that, in my opinion, that strengthened his argument to win MVP because if they would have won those games, then maybe you don't say, you maybe say, okay, it is just a great team and they have the defense and this and this and that, but you missed two games, they lost both of them. But um, that was the one that surprised That was the one I, I would say I did not agree with. I did not agree with the MVP. Uh, but everything else I agree with. Uh, Brian Dayball, obviously, with Coach of the Year. He's taking the Giants to, I can't even remember what their record was last year, to a playoff where they won a won a playoff game and they just ran into a buzzsaw, ran into a divisional opponent, a divisional rival who was the Philadelphia Eagles who are playing for the Super Bowl this weekend. Obviously, uh, the Jets win uh, between Garrett Wilson and Stolz Gardner. I agree with both of those. Uh, you had some people that maybe thought maybe from Seattle Kenneth Walker maybe could have won offensive rookie of the year, maybe. Uh, but I, I feel like Garrett Wilson was kind of the consensus pick for that. Sauce Gardner, he ran away with that. I think the only person that could have, that could have gave him the run for his money was Curry uh, Woolen from Seattle. I was, you know, Smith come back player of the year. I think there was no debate in that one. He had a, he had a hell of a season. Justin Jefferson, nothing to talk about. Me and Boston, nothing to talk about him as well. So, I mean, it was, you know, the Walter Payton man of the year, that's more of a, a lead deal. So, uh, that's more for off the field stuff. But, yeah, none of these none of these surprised me at all. I was happy to see that Nick Bosa won it. That was, I believe, was it two years ago? It was, because last year it was hurt. So, maybe two years ago, when people thought that he should have won it. And, Mm-hmm. And he didn't. So to see him get it this year, I was I was excited for him. Happy to see that he finally got the recognition because his his brother's a bad boy too. I was we've been doing yeah. the injuries, but that's a 
That's a beast. <laughs> on that defense. You're talking about all those guys on that defense, and he wins defensive player of the year. You're talking about he's one of the best players um, in the league. Um, that's, a, that's a big statement. So, outside of that, outside of my only debate would be yeah I mean you could definitely make a case to where you could have had it for Jalen Hurts for MVP uh, but I mean you know there's no maybe there's not necessarily no right or wrong answer just preference um, when it when it comes to it um, and then uh, other news from the NFL honors obviously uh, each each time that happens uh, the, the Hall of Fame class for the year gets announced um, so the 2023 Hall of Fame class um, has been announced, has been set. Um, I won't go through all of them, but just the notable ones, to name a few that uh, will, will pop out for some people. Uh, obviously, Darrell Revis, um, uh, Demarcus Ware, uh, uh, Joe Thomas, who never missed a game while he <laughs> was in the NFL, uh, Rondé Barber, um, and, and Zach Thomas. Uh, those just I know some of the guys that we saw, um, which a lot of these guys now that's coming in is going to be from pretty much our era of growing up and watching football. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's a couple of older players and a couple of coaches in there that's that's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, do you think? Which obviously is that's a just like kind of like the All Star voting. Same thing happens here with the Hall of Fame. Um, I think it's crazy that Devin Hester didn't get it on his first on his first go, man. I I, I thought Devin Hester could have been first ballot, but um, what what's are there some other guys that stick out to you that you're like, dang, dang, and and I I understand like you know it's the Hall of Fame and not everybody can get in, but it's just like I I I, I don't know because then on, on, there's a few other they already got a list of guys who is going to be their first time being eligible. For the Hall of Fame next year, and I ain't gonna lie, did none of them really catch my attention? But maybe a couple of them. I mean, Antonio Gates was one. Um, I can't. I can't think of a couple of other ones. But let me see. But who? Who? Who do you? As far as like guys who are eligible now, who do you think they left out to where they they probably should have been? They should have been on that list or been, you know, one of the finalists who didn't get it. I think, you know, obviously Steve Smith was one. Devin Hester was one. Tory Holt is still waiting. Uh, just, just you know, just to name a few. Yeah. Devin Hester should have been in. I think Devin Hester should have got in. You're talking about a guy who affected the game, who special teams better than anybody has ever done in NFL history as far as returning kicks, returning punts. He has the, the record for most punt returns in a career breaking Deion Sanders. Obviously, Deion got in because of him being the best cornerback in NFL history, but also because of his return as well. So I definitely thought that Devin Hester should have got in. Talk about guys like Corey Hope. Uh, but the first thing, the first thing that I said when I saw was Fred Taylor. Bruh. First thing that, that came to my head, man, that Fred Taylor is still, still, not been inducted into the Hall of Fame for a guy who played as long as he did, 
He dominated the league for as long as he did. Uh, over 11,000 yards, 60, 60 touchdowns, um, 150 games in his career, 153 games in his career. That's the exact. At one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, seven years over a thousand yards. I don't know what else you got to do. <laughs> I don't know what else you got to do. It's, um, bro, it's it's a it's a travesty that he hasn't made the Hall of Fame yet, bro. I think he is for sure one of the most disrespected running backs ever right now. Players. Ever right now to just for, to the the fact that they're not even wanting to put him into the Hall of Fame. Some my finalists this year, uh, so I don't I don't know I don't know, but that was the first thing that popped up. In the I knew he was I knew he was a semi finalist, but he just fell short again. Fell short again. And then you have some guys. You got some guys on this one, this year's class that we really can't. The real Revis, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, for sure. I think he was one that was like, all right, yeah, I ain't mad at You can't move away from, but at some point in time, man, we got to, we got to throw, we got to throw Fred Taylor in there. Got to throw Fred Taylor in there, so that was the name I was looking for. Cause my my thing with that, bro, is like, and I'll say it again, I know everybody can't get into the Hall of Fame. However, if 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 TD can get in, if Terrell Davis can get in, and I think he only played like six seasons, seven seasons as a running back. What's the difference between him and Fred, Fred Taylor? And, and and when you think about it, I mean, you know, he he had the TD had that string from obviously from I think from like ninety six to ninety eight where he ran over like fifteen sixteen hundred yards. Now I want to say in ninety eight he hit two he hit two K. Um, so like he had a, he had a peak where it was like all right he was for sure probably one of the better running backs. But you got that. But then like with the consistency of Fred Taylor, how do you not? have him in the hall of fame it's like what what are we what's the critiques what are they looking for like is it because he played for the jaguar like I, you know what i'm saying like i don't know like what is it you feel me like is it because he didn't like do the like do all the showboating or carrying on or he didn't have like those celebration or something like i i don't i don't know i'm, I'm confused but fred fred taylor is definitely one um for me I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Another one for me was, you know, I don't know. Everybody, everybody may, everybody may not like him, but Steve Smith. I, I think he's worthy of it. I think he's worthy of it for sure. Um, Tory Holt. I mean, I feel like if you're gonna put, if we put in, if which it, it took Isaac Bruce a minute because for some reason they wouldn't put him in right in there. But Torrey Holt was right there along, right there with him and with his, with the, his running mate there with the greatest show on turf with all those guys. I mean, he's pretty much he's pretty much the last one from that that offense, you know, as far as big name that's still waiting to get in. Marshall Falk is in. Uh, Kurt Warner is in. Isaac Brook is now in. Orlando Pace at, on the offensive line is now in. So he's really that last the last one from 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 that group. So, you know, 
I, I don't know. But I found a tweet here from Adam Schefter of what he put here from first-time eligibles for the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the class of 2024. Oh. These are some of the names he put out here. Uh, Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates, Eric Berry, uh, Brandon Marshall, Haloti Nada, Jamal Charles, Doug Baldwin, Jordy Nelson, Connor Baldwin, Sebastian Janikowski, Kyle Williams, Andrew Luck. Now, when I looked at that, I was like, two, maybe three is worthy of first ballot. But everybody else, I'm like, eh. You hear two? If I'm being honest, I think the only one that I heard that might be first ballot, well, maybe Julius. But the only other person I heard was the back of that, that's why I say two, because I'm I'm thinking he'll, he'll probably get it, but I, I, that, that's why that's why I said two. It's because don't there's know if I hear Julius Peppers. Julius Julius Peppers is one. Where I'm like, okay, oh. I think you know maybe, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Like you, like you said, everybody doesn't get in. everybody doesn't get in, but there is guys that are not in that. Need to be, <laughs> yeah, yes. And at least, and at least with that list, at least with that list of, and that's just first year eligibility. At least with that list, I didn't hear anybody, in my opinion, outside of probably Julius Peppers and, and Sebastian Kowski that could possibly get in on their first try. I don't see Andrew Love making it because of how abruptly his career ended. Uh, I don't see Brandon Marshall getting in. I don't see Doug Baldwin getting in. Uh, like you said, if you're going to throw in a receiver, Isaac Bruce needs to be in. Devin Hester needs to be in. Fred Taylor needs to be like. <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't, I don't, uh. Yeah, I, so how, how I looked at that list, I'm like, okay. So pretty much the ones who did make it, who were like semifinalists or, you know, the last little finalists. Like, I, I did, did, next year it should be they just do because nobody nobody from that yeah. from this next possible class there they're, at least from those list of names where I'm just like that was blown up. okay they they first ballot Julius like I said Julius Peppers maybe Sebastian Janikowski depending on you know just because of his position and how long he played. Uh, but, like, yeah, not even Antonio Gates I could see to where it's like you throw him. I don't think that's first ballot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I think all of the, the, those guys on there are, like, solid. They yeah. saw, they were solid players, but they weren't, like, none of them to me where it was just, like, put them in the Hall of Fame. Like, well, are we going to put Brandon Marshall in because he, he made – he had 19, 20 catches, 21 catches that one game? Like, is that, is that what we doing? And that's no and that's, hey, and that is nah. no disrespect to my frat brothers. It's, it's being real though. It's being real. Yeah, it's just so being I real. Said it, I don't know how many times now. Everybody cannot get in, and so just because you had, just because you had a twenty catch game or whatever, you know, you had a couple a couple years where you were solid. Uh, you, had, you know, two or three solid years. That doesn't mean you, you're a Hall of Famer. I believe, well, if he didn't, if he didn't go off the deep end, I believe that Tony O'Brien would be a Hall of Famer. Now, I don't know if he, I don't know if 
with all this stuff that's going on, if he still will be, but I think right. he would be a Hall of Famer. And I'm just talking off the receiver position. That's a guy who over six years was arguably the best receiver in the league outside of Julio Jones. Julio Jones is another one. It was it was it was one A one B. It was them two, bro. Those are guys that that did it for a long period of time. I'm not saying that Brandon Marshall was not a good receiver, but like you said, okay, you had a twenty catch game, and now you Hall of Fame worthy now over Isaac Bruce. Come on now, right? So, so I don't. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But those those were a couple. I just uh. Fred Taylor. I didn't become aware of it until really watching the Taylor Star to the Taylor podcast. I didn't really, right. didn't really become aware of that until watching um, the Pivot and, well, watching I Am Athlete first and then watching the Pivot. Um, that just how, how good he was for as long as he was, especially be a bigger back like that, too. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Team, man. yeah, but man, c- congratulations to those guys who are being inducted into the Hall of Fame for sure. Oh man, couldn't stand them, bro. Couldn't stand them. Couldn't stand them. And the fact that he moved, he ended up moving from corner to safety and still was balling, bro. Still was balling. Now he can be a ball hawk for real now. Man, crazy! Oh, for real, yeah, those are fun. Man, <laughs> man. but we're getting ready here for uh, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Um, obviously, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, um, probably one of the most um, more anticipated Super Bowl matchups here. Um, in a couple of years, which I mean, honestly, you know, the the past decade we've been getting we've been getting some pretty good matchups in the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, obviously not really upset with the matchup there, but a lot of interesting things that's that's going on between the teams and uh, and, and everything like that, bro. But what are some what are some matchups that you're looking forward to here uh, this Sunday between the Chiefs and the Eagles? The big one is, is who is going to check Travis Kelsey? Who is going to check Travis Kelsey? Philly has been been known, and they make sure you know about it. There. The top defense in the field to get the pass. The number one, the number one throughout the NFL has. Um, who's the guy? Is it going to be C.J. Gardner-Johnson? Um, these other DBs, who's going to be the guy who was tasked taking Travis Kelsey? Because if there's one guy who can direct the game for Philly or get Philly, it would be Travis Kelsey outside of that. Another thing would be, can Kansas City run the football against Philly? Will it be able to run the ball well? Will Isaiah Pacheco be able to generate some form of a run game? They're going to have to run the football. They're going to have to be able to run the ball. They're not going to be able to just sit back and throw the football. I think 
that Philly's path wasn't too good. They've been able to get to everybody. I was having the most sacks this season as a team. 70 plus sacks. I believe that was just regular season. 70 plus sacks in the year. So they're going to have to be able to generate some form of a run game. Except Pacheco, I'm not saying he has to go out and rush for 150 yards. But he has to be able to keep that defense honest to keep those those be lining off of Patrick Mahomes. And then defensively, on the other side, are Philly Bills offense. Can Kansas City stand up against that running back? Can they find a way to slow down Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, those running backs? Can they find a way to set those, maybe not shut them down, but slow them down to give Patrick Mahomes more chances with the football? Because if I'm Philly, I want to shorten this game up. I want to show the game up. I want to be able to run the ball on the two o'clock, go down, score touchdowns, and give Patrick Mahomes the least amount of opportunity uh, opportunities to score the football. So, can Tennessee's defense get those stops and they stop? Get out the field on third down so they stop the run so they made Jalen Hurts beat them going the football. I think that if this becomes a shootout, it goes well for for Kansas City, it becomes a, a duel between quarterbacks. Obviously, you're probably going to take the MVP. You're going to take Patrick Mahomes. You're going to take the guy that threw 41 touchdowns <laughs> on the season. Uh, this is a more of a grinded out type of game. It, it bodes well for for Philly. So, who's 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 taking Kelsey? How are they looking to? Slow him down, Travis Kelsey on defense and for the Eagles and then for Kansas City on on defense. Uh, can you withstand and, and make David Hurts him in that running game to do you with to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, my main key was uh kind of what you talked about with the with the run game for Kansas City. Um because it's it's the way that this matchup is is like Philly prides themselves on being obviously one of the better defenses against the pass, which I think they were. You said they were number one, I think, against the pass. Um, obviously, Kansas City would rather like to throw the ball around because um, they, which both teams did between that AFC Championship game, they just decided to just throw the run game out, like. And I don't think you can do that against uh, this this Philadelphia defense. You just can't throw the one game out. So, and that's the honest, that's the one. If you want to say that's the flaw that the Philly defense has, that's the one flaw they did have is they did struggle against the run from time to time. But will Kansas City even attempt to run the ball enough, like you said, to keep them honest? Um, will they let Isaiah Pacheco get enough touches running the ball? And they're, they're getting they're getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire back too. So. Um, you you know that that that's two backs there now. So will they allow themselves enough to just to try to find some balance to where they run the ball? And like you said, not necessarily for one person to go off for like a hundred and fifty mm-hmm. yards, or whatever. But can they muster up, you know, eighty, eighty-five, ninety yards of of rushing just to kind of you know keep them there? If they can get a hundred, that'd be even that'd be a plus yeah. too. But just something to keep them. Keep them keep that defense um, honest because obviously they know the focus in the game plan is to try to make sure that Kelsey Mahomes to Kelsey don't beat them. They want to make sure somebody else can beat them. Uh, but 
that's still easier said than done because that eighty eight eight seven always find a way to get open and one five seems to always find them. So um that is easier said than done. That's there for that. And then um for me on the other side is Kansas City, like you know what I'm saying, how are they motivated defensively? Because this is this is no easy attack that they gotta go against either. Um, like you said, Jalen Hurts running the football, Miles Sanders, uh Kenneth Gainwell and all those guys in the backfield. Um and then if they're able to if he's able to actually connect on those passes, there is still Devontae Smith, there is still AJ Brown, there is still Dallas Garter. So this that offense that they gonna have to face is 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 loaded. So I think the probably the the one thing I think another thing that I would look at too is who is gonna be able to make the first team the first team to get uncomfortable. Who can who's gonna make each other uncomfortable first? I think whoever that happens to will have the a huge, huge, significant edge because, um, you know, weather is not going to be a factor. They're inside a retractable roof. Um, they won't have to worry about, you know, as far as, like, no type of, you know, inclement weather or precipitation, whatever it's going to be. If it is raining outside, it won't be raining in the stadium. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really checked the weather on that or anything like that. But, obviously, it's indoor, so the fast guy is still going to be fast. Um, there's nothing that's gonna slow them down, so that's that. But it, it, who is who is gonna make that that first? Who's gonna make that team uncomfortable first? And then obviously it seems like always every year there's kind of this one person that just takes over the football game, or someone unknown we know kind of makes that splash play. Who is gonna be that? Like who's gonna be the guy to take over? Is it gonna be a a Hassan Reddick, like he like he has been doing throughout the whole playoffs. Will it be a Chris Jones? Um, you know, will it be will it will it will it be a, a big play slay? Will it be uh, who 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 else? You know, whoever it could it be? Could it be maybe that it's the running backs or somebody outside of Travis Kelsey on the offensive side of Kansas City? But like, who who do you have as that X factor in in for this game as well? Hmm. I was I would say somebody I would probably say like a city Devontae Smith. I'm always inclined really to say Quest Walker. Mm. Because there's gonna be a lot AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are gonna get a lot of attention along with along with Dallas Garter. So Quest Watkins is going to be a lot of one one opportunities versus some other DBs who aren't their better cover corner for Kansas City. So he might see, he might have some opportunities to win some one on one battles. He's fast, Batman. <laughs> He's the fast Batman, so he gets one on one opportunities with some guys. He may be able to take advantage of them. Um, but I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. I'm going to say Devontae Smith because of all the decisions A.J. Brown is going to get, Devontae Smith will have the same decision. But he might not have to see the Darius Sneak. He might get a matchup with the safeties. So I would say Devontae Smith is the guy who definitely can make a splash and put his fingerprint all over this game and have an impact. you got to remember, there's a guy that won the back in college this two years ago. 
who's a Heisman Trophy winner. And so I would say he's pretty good at catching the football and scoring. So I think that Devontae Smith, he had an A game, I guess. I'm going to a game to the NFC Championship. We don't know how that game went. But I think it's think Sunday will be, uh, it might be due for him to, to come out and, and have one of those performances uh, where he just goes to the circuit. So I'm going to go with the Smith. Uh, my X Factor going, is going to be uh, Marquez Valdez. Okay. Um, because it's got to be somebody else outside of Travis Kelsey to to at least help. I think I think he'll still find a way to get his, um, but obviously you don't want you you don't want Travis Kelsey the one to go for seven catches, one hundred and twenty yards, and a touchdown. You don't want him to do that. You'd rather it be somebody else. And obviously in the AFC Championship game, that's who that was Marcus Valdez Scanley, him going six catches, one hundred sixteen yards, and a touchdown obviously helped, um, especially the fact that they were down. Um, they, you know, no Kadarius Tony, no Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, now, I think all those guys are healthy and should be able to play. I think um, last I checked that there were nobody really significant, like on the injury report list for the Chiefs. Um, so they, they're getting all their guys back. Patrick Mahomes another week um, getting that ankle together as well. Um, that extra week helping, you know, helping out with that. Um, but there's got to be somebody else that's going to help in that passing game outside of Travis, Travis Kelsey. If the Chiefs want to be successful, they got to have somebody else outside of Travis Kelsey in that passing game. And I think it could be Marquez Valdez-Scanlon. So that's where I'm looking at as an X factor. Um, and and probably even Isaiah Pacheco, just because, like we mentioned, Kansas City got to run the ball. Yeah. Like, they can't abandon it. They can't necessarily say, well, okay, we've only ran it eight times and only got 20 yards. All right, we're going to keep choking it. Because at that point, you playing right into the hands of the Eagles' uh, defensive line. And they got more than just, you know, one or two guys. They got a, a A squad and a B squad just about that can come out there and rotate time in and time out and keep fresh legs out there. Yeah. I'll say one more guy just said, Marco, is uh, uh, MVS, McCall Harmon. Mm. McCall Harmon, at least for, for Kansas City, I'll say McCall Harmon, getting him back. I think uh, that might be. If he is back, is he not? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that one. I thought it was going to be bad. Never mind. I read that one. But you did say, no, mm. Clyde, but Clyde was hilarious coming back. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he got uh, I think he got put back on the uh, on the off the uh, reserve injured list thing or whatever. So I think he should, if I'm not mistaken, he's supposed to be okay. back on on that. So well, if, if McCall Harmon was healthy, I would say him. But it looks like he's still on he's still on IR. Come on, forget I said that. Forget <laughs> I. Man. So when it come down to it, bro, at the end of the night, <laughs> man, who who you got? Who you got winning the Super Bowl? Does Kansas City? Does Kansas City get their second in in five years, or 
or is it the Eagles five years later come back and, and, and go on another run? Who who you got winning this one? For the sake of the sports goonie group message, I would say Kansas City because I'd rather not hear the three Eagles fans <laughs> go off in the group message about uh, th- three and a half, three and a half, because you know we got a we got another yeah. one who he he don't know what he don't know who he a fan no, of. <laughs> Uh, uh, I would say Kansas City. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I think defensively, they just can do a lot. I think they can do a lot if Kansas City can in the football. It's going to spell trouble. It's spell trouble. Then they get off to the quarterback way too well. They get their secondary and back in. They have a lot of guys that play that and cover. Obviously, not just man to man, but that pass rush affects that coverage. So when you don't have to cover that for five, six seconds, Tennessee might want you to because the quarterback can get attacked and make my job easier as a corner, as a safety. Uh, so, and then I think just the run game, we're going to get a good game girl with, with Miles Sanders sprinkling in with that pass the game. AJ Brown, Smith, Dallas Garter, those guys. I think that Philly might be a little bit too much. So, I'm going to roll with Philly. I think Philly wins it. I'm going to go Philly 30 to 27. Part of me wants to go Kansas City because of what you said, one. But then number two, just because I kind of almost want to put one five in that, in that, um, almost kind of like in that, in that TV kind of thing. It's like, (laughs) For if he if he out there, bro, they got a chance. But it's just like it's hard. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to annoy him with that yet. So it's not. It's not there yet. But if he does pull this one off, that's tough. <laughs> you, we got to start having. It's kind of like not necessarily him. I, I wouldn't put him up there in that conversation mm-hmm. yet. But he if he does get this one, like. I feel like we can't you can't take nothing away from him at that point like it this one is earned because this is kind of almost I'm kind of getting that feeling of them going into the Super Bowl playing the Bucks like this is like yeah I'm 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 getting that feeling right now like can can they can they with withstand like that defensive pressure can these receivers get open like are they going to make the plays yeah. for him yeah. like you know it, Cause if they can find a way to, like I said, to just kind of control Travis Kelsey, then at that point you just saying making everybody else kind of beat you. And with all due respect, I just don't think that those guys are capable enough to do that. Now they could prove us wrong, but I just don't think they're capable. And I also feel like 
even though they should try to run the ball, they're not going to do it. And that's the scary part of it. And if you want to sit there and want to try to drop back Patrick Mahomes 35, 40 times with that pass rush, you asking for trouble. I don't care how much they say they've improved, you know, with the offensive line from the last time they went to the Super Bowl. With that pass rush, I'm not trying to do that. So I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be too much, um, too much of that pass rush. And I think, you know, the they'll get theirs, the Chiefs will get theirs or somewhat, but I just think in the end, uh Philly would do just enough to, to play that ball control offense to, to get one or two extra possessions more than Kansas City. And I'm gonna take the Eagles as well. I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna say twenty-eight twenty-four Philly Philly. I'm gonna go with the Eagles twenty-eight to twenty-four. And I think they, they come out on top just because that that pass rush is so deadly and I just don't think can I don't think Kansas City is gonna run the ball enough to res, to make them respect mm-hmm. it, to make the Eagles respect their run game. And I think they're gonna try to sit back and try to have Mahomes throw the drop back 35 40 times and that's just not going to be that's not going to be a recipe for success against this this Eagles team. No. You know, if if this was if this was Chiefs 49ers, I may say you can get away with it because it's the opposite. It's hard to, it was hard to kind of run on the 49ers defense, but you could get some stuff through the yeah. air. Well, it's the, it's the flip with the Eagles. You can kind of run it on them, but you ain't getting much through the air because of that pass rush. So if they don't try to run the ball or can't run the ball effectively, it's going to be a long night for the Chiefs. So I, I got the Eagles as well winning it. Well, there it is. I hate – yeah, it is. <laughs> it is what it is with that, bro. It's sad, sad, bro. It's sad. It goes, boy. Another season. Another season. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I love football so much. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna watch some USFL. Bro. Oh. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna watch some I, USFL dude, for sure. I went to a game. They had the playoffs up here in Canton. Went to yeah. game. I went. Uh, uh, Ty Render played for uh, the Generals. Yo, in okay. The semifinals. They end up. They end up losing the game. I, it was cool yeah. if they won. If they had won, I was gonna go to the championship game next week. So I think yeah. I had some games back out here again in April. So I'm going out there to check it out. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure, got <laughs> Right, right, man. But we get ready to wrap up another episode, bro. You got um, got any last words you want to give out to the people? Yeah, shout out, shout out, especially with everything that's uh, going on with me especially personally this week. Uh, shout out to to the Lord Savior Jesus Christ. Man. Everything, you know, had a little nerves here and there. Like we got closer to the today to go ahead and get uh, ready to do the donation and do the collection. Uh, we didn't know what to expect. Never really been on the industry. So, it's grateful to be, uh, to be here, uh, to be able to um, be in a position to, to donate and do what I was able to do. Now it's just I'm hoping and praying that uh, everything goes well for the little girl too. Uh, but same message as always: just continue to stay safe, 
be stay healthy. Um, so you keep the main thing, the main thing. Check on your loved ones. And, um, as I've said, um, throughout um, this year, uh, continue to strive for those goals. Remember those goals that you set uh, for the for the season. Siri, listening to me, man. Remember, remember those goals <laughs> that you had that you set at the beginning of the year. Those things that you wanted to accomplish going into twenty twenty three. And continue to find a way every day to work towards whatever those goals are. Yeah, bro. Same, same for me as always, too, man. Um, just, of course, appreciating uh, you. You know, what I'm saying taking our time from your from your day, bro. To especially like everything that was going on this week to 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 hop on um, on the show, um, man. I, I always. Big shout out to the Lord, to our, to to the to the big man upstairs for sure. Without him, none of this is possible. Um, man, y'all continue to protect yourselves out here for sure. Uh, once again, Happy Black History Month, um, as always. Um, man, con- con- continue to try to strive and 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 find those small wins in, in life, bro, for sure. Those those add up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, more than you realize it. Find those small wins in life. Um, of course, I always look at the bigger picture, but there's nothing wrong with celebrating those small wins for sure. Uh, man, continue to like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter. Uh, the Instagram is at EMS underscore podcast uh, underscore. Uh, the Twitter is podcast underscore EMS. Uh, y'all continue to, to like um, like and retweet the things that's posted on there on, on both social media pages. Um, continue to, like I said, listen and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them at. Um, as we continue along with these episodes, man, we love and appreciate the support that we get from y'all. Um, and, and even the feedback, too. We, we appreciate that, too, as well. Uh, love black women. Cherish black women. Protect black women. Uh, no means no. No means no. It, it's Super Bowl weekend, but it's Valentine's Day weekend too. That's it. Um, you know, what middle I'm saying? week Valentine's Day. Yeah, middle of week Valentine's Day. So, man, you know, what I'm saying. However, y'all gonna be booed up. Whether it's your that's your main thing, your 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 woo to woo, your little yeah, your sneaky link, whatever y'all gonna do, man, just. Make sure every make sure all eyes is dotted and T's is crossed for sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, hey, unless y'all want some little Scorpios running around here. <laughs> Boy. Boy. <I'm> here. <laughs> Listen, hey, hey, I'm just saying, just 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 throwing it out there. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to tell you how you live your life, but I'm just throwing it out there. But <laughs> but man, um. Yeah, y'all just continue to keep supporting and liking the uh, the podcast, man. Uh, Until the next time, man, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.